0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Welcome in to another edition of Crusader Talk here on a Monday from our
1: Super Talk Hattiesburg studio. I'm Caleb Hamill. Joined by Will Tony today, we'll visit with Josh West later on on the phone. See, he's been out covering women's basketball out in Montgomery. As this has this been a busy day across Crusader athletics? As not only have yes. the women's basketball team uh, been in action, but also the women's soccer team, yes. which, hold on, we said last week if the Crusaders are playing on Monday, they'd be playing in the national championship game.
2: We did say that.
1: Well, some things change. Uh, What hasn't changed is William Carey's winning ways in women's soccer. However, uh, if you were in the state of Mississippi over the weekend or anywhere close to us, you knew that there was a lot of rain that came through. Yes. (laughs) Over the past few days. (laughs) And Foley, Alabama was no exception to getting the elements. And so, with all of the water that was dropping from the sky, they had to stay. Let's move the championship game and semifinal for that matter to a different day just because they could not play under those conditions on the field and except that it would be good playing conditions for a championship event. You know, y'all you can always play in muddy conditions if you wanted to, but if you're talking about a championship playing level to where both teams or all teams involved in the final round would actually have their competitive advantage of playing like they had all season. Thing you want to play on the correct conditions for everybody involved. And so with that, instead of playing the normal set of semifinal games on Saturday, the officials of the NAIA said, let's move the semifinals to Monday, around the time that we scheduled the national championship game, and move the national championship to Tuesday. Well, the thing of it is, William Carey still comes out today. And earned themselves a the spot of the national title game. Yes. We were happy to have Ben Milam and Clayton Rush down there in Foley covering the game. And, boy, it was, it was scary for a moment there. I don't know if you followed it much, there will, but the Crusaders found themselves down quickly with two goals that UT Southern scored. Right. And you started wondering, okay, where did the defense that William Carey's been boasting all season go? You know, over the weekend, too, we saw Aquinas play William Carey. Uh, I guess this was on Thursday. And That would have been Thursday. Yeah. yeah, played Aquinas on Thursday, and it was the same story. William Carey was down 2-1 early in that affair, and it seemed like it was all Aquinas. And then all of a sudden, William Carey got a couple goals late and mm-hmm. win it 3-2. Uh, Christina Salmon goal, I believe, is what put William Carey over the top to advance to the semifinals. And that was, I think, the toughest matchup I've ever seen for William Carey this year. Uh, toughest finish to a game for them outside of probably the Kaiser regular season game right? that we had talked about for a while.
2: Well, the thing with Kerry is, you know, they may stumble a little bit out of the blocks, but they finish well. And that, that's something that we've seen all year long. They finish well.
1: Yeah. And, and when they get to the semifinal game, you're up against a familiar opponent. Yeah. Ut Southern conference team. You've played them earlier this season. You had a pretty easy win. I think maybe it was three two with a kind of a garbage time goal scored. Yeah, you know, to make it look closer than it was. So you had a little bit of confidence going in, but one player that was one of their keys was out for that game and was back for the semifinals, and you thought that could be a difference maker. And early on, you know, it seemed like. UT Southern was playing with their hair on fire. Yeah. And they get uh, a couple goals. Uh, first it was what uh Moran Sakai uh that was able to get it for UT Southern, bury it in the back of the net, and then Firehawks man, in the nineteenth minute saw another goal come through from uh now Katamoto. And again, nineteenth minute pretty early in this match, two nothing lead for UT Southern. But uh we got a couple clips to tell you or to show you, let you hear. As uh, the Crusaders would come storming back. William Carey after giving up that goal. So again, 19th mm-hmm. minute. Didn't take long for Mary Angela excuse me, I'm gonna get her name right, Mary Angela Jimenez to get into the scoring column.
3: Now Mary Angela Jimenez will fire with a right foot just to the high side of the box. She scores past Stockstill and she says to the crowd, calm, calm. It's 2-1 Tennessee Southern. Jimenez grabs one back for the Crusaders.
1: So that made it again. 2-1 UT Southern, but William Carey answering in just the next minute, basically their next offensive opportunity yeah. after that goal. And then all of a sudden you look five minutes later and the Crusaders back scoring again.
3: Jimenez slows it down on the run to Peña. Peña fires with a left foot. She got it. past Stockstill. The same pocket that Jimenez scored in, and the Crusaders have equalized with just under 21 minutes to go in half number one, and they have taken all the momentum, Clayton.
1: They really had. I mean, you could even tell just based off listening to the crowd that was there. You, there's a little bit of difference in what the UT Southern and William Carey crowd sounded like. Yeah. And you could tell that UT Southern knew they were in trouble. I like to think of it – my My father-in-law is an Alabama fan, and he tells me about a time when he went to watch them play against Ole Miss, and was sitting around some of the fans uh, of Ole Miss, and I think they scored before Alabama did, Mm -hmm. and in some way of phrasing this or another, he said,
2: oh, now we've just ticked them off,
1: Mm -hmm. because they scored first. That's what it feels like what happened with UT Southern scoring 2-0 on William Carey, Yeah. Because not only have the Crusaders come storming back, but uh, things would escalate after Christina Salmon uh, was trying to get into the box for a shot, but got fouled. The left
3: foot looking far post. Salmon not there. Now Salmon tracks it down. Down she goes to the box, and it's given. Penalty kick coming for William Carey. They can take the lead. Christina Salmon goes down on the right side of the box. (laughs) So... Penalty kick awarded to William Carey, point-blank range,
1: one-on-one opportunity for the Crusaders to score a goal and take their first lead, and they do just
3: that. Asa takes a step back. Now Stutter steps, fires right side and scores. William Carey has come storming back. It's 3-2 Crusaders. From game on to end
1: the driver's seat, Ben. They really were in the driver's seat at that point. Uh, Clayton, in another time in the game, said they've awoken the sleeping giant. That's been William Carey. They've struggled offensively here in the postseason, and you look back at some of their matchups. Uh, Xavier, for instance, the very first game the Crusaders played in this postseason, that's a game that they should have won handedly. Yes. And it ended up being such a close match for William Carey. They struggled against uh, Aquinas that we mentioned earlier. Uh, That should not have been as close as it was, but ended up being a thriller right to the finish. This one, though, I think was the pent-up frustration for William Carey. They end half number one, leading 3-2. Had a couple opportunities, as did UT Southern, as UT Southern nearly got an equalizer in the 31st minute off a corner kick, but Marlon Kelm was able to save for William Carey. Uh, Salmon, to start off the second half, had a chance to put it in the net in the 48th minute, but... Likewise, on the other side, the Firehawks goalkeeper Stockstill, who you've heard already in some of these calls, came up with a huge point-blank save to keep the margin at one. Those are some of the hardest ones to defend, those one-on-one breakaways.
2: And that's and that's the thing, Oof. you know, with, and Clayton has said this throughout the season. He's never comfortable with a one uh, or two-nil
1: n- two lead. That's the one yeah, he talks that, about. That's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and he was pretty adamant about it too. Yeah, as soon as it was two nothing, all of a sudden it's three two, and the Crusaders came roaring back. As let's see, mentioned the forty eighth minute, uh, Salman had a chance to score, but now on, we move to the sixty sixth minute. It took a while before another team would break into the scoring column. As the Crusaders lead three two, here's what happened.
3: Stays with the Crusaders midfield. All kinds of daylight. Salmon a run. She collects one defender to beat. And an out dribble into the area. Salmon with space with the right foot. She scores. Christina Salmon. The breakthrough the Crusaders have been looking for for what feels like forever. They lead 4-2. And they're 24 minutes away from an appearance in the national title game. You would think it would stop
1: right there, right? One would think. 4-2. Um
3: but no. Here's one minute later. High side of the area, left foot just beyond the eighteen. Bounces around now. Arnold with the right foot over stock still scores. William Carey in full control. In Foley, it's five two Crusaders. You could barely catch
1: your breath after the first goal there in the sixty-sixth minute before Arnold makes it five two William Carey.
3: And then the Crusaders would just continue to have some more fun. Head over to Salmon, just beyond the center field circle to Jimenez. Muscles off Taibi, the defender, into the area with the right foot. Rolls it home! William Carey is flexing their muscle. They are all over Tennessee Southern. It's 6-2, William Carey with 20 minutes to play until an appearance in the national title game. Now six goals, but same goal score now. Uh, Mary Angela Jimenez gets the brace. The
1: Crusaders we get one more in the game off the foot of Alexis Arnold. UT Southern we get a final garbage time goal, but the William Carey Crusaders win 7-3 over UT Southern and are headed to the national championship game. Clayton Rush was on the call with Ben Milam earlier. He'll join us next as we continue the conversation here on Crusader Talk. More to come next.
0: tuned in to Crusader Talk on Supertalk Hattiesburg 97.3 and SupertalkHattiesburg.com. Back here with you on Crusader Talk as we continue celebrating
1: the Crusaders' birth into a national title game for women's soccer. That game's going to be tomorrow if you're listening live at about noontime.
2: 12.05 Central.
1: That 12.05 will be the first touch as Clayton Rush Joins us on the phone line, and Clayton, you and Howard texting each other back and forth you know, during that game, as you kind of have a chance to look at your phone a little bit more than Ben does. But yeah, as soon as Kerry got down to nothing, I text you saying Ben is cursed, man. You had to think in the back of your head. Last time you all got to call a game together for a championship, it was, well, it was UT Southern and William Carey, right?
4: It was, it was, it was twenty twenty one national championship. And man, that was a back and forth game that Kerry just fell short on in PKs, and I was, I was starting to think it. I was starting to wonder when when Kerry went down two nothing, if if maybe if maybe we had to fire Ben once and for all. I wasn't too sure.
2: Well, in fairness, we didn't fire him the first time.
4: <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's right. He upgraded right. on his own. You know, he's doing great things over at Louisiana Monroe, and uh, I know he's. Uh, I know they're happy to have him, but it was it was fun to get to call a game with him again today for sure.
1: And hats off to you two for getting this together because it was a treat to get to hear y'all uh, instead of the national broadcast. And I, no, no shame given to – or no shade given to the national broadcaster or the feed because it's a great sure. video feed and all that. It just feels right at home though to hear people that have been covering the Crusaders all year long or sure. have recently covered sure. the Crusaders and are kind of making their swan song. Uh, let's kind of start off with the beginning of this match, Clayton. We listened to clips just a minute ago uh, of some of the different goals. and yeah, For me as a, a listener, and I think you as a broadcaster too, you had to wonder after that second goal, when were the Crusaders going to respond? Were they going to play angry? And I feel like that's exactly what they did.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was uh I think if you kind of heard later on in the broadcast, you heard me say uh that I I thought Tennessee Southern woke the sleeping giant uh that is the William Carey offense that we've seen all year long and it you know, a little bit slow start against Aquinas, uh a little bit slow start as well uh in that opening match against Xavier. And so it was kind of just that recurring theme of that slow start that that uh that just lack of edge that we didn't see uh, that we had seen all season. And, and so that second goal is really what woke them up. Um, yeah, Christina Salman and Mary Angela Jimenez just took that game over uh, after they go down 2 nothing. Azarias played fantastic as well. And, and uh, it, it was a wake-up call that they needed. Uh, I, I think it was a, a big turning point, not only in that game, but uh, in this national tournament for them. We're talking to Clayton Rush, the
1: color analyst for William Carey Women's Soccer as William Carey vaults himself into a national title game. Clayton, just kind of looking big picture here at the entire tournament of what William Carey's done, it seems like that's been a theme as far as just being unable to really get the offensive firepower going. Because when you look back at the regular season, man, they were beating teams 7 nothing, 12-1, you know, a couple close ones here of 3-2. But, you know – it felt like William Carey was always in full control in a majority of their matches. Sans maybe the Kaiser regular season game or maybe the early part of the season against Louisiana Christian. They it's just sure. been a team that is fairly cruised offensively and it feels like after they were down two nothing, they had all these goals, you know, waiting in the wings that they have just been sandbagging and finally let out against these firehawks.
4: Yeah, yeah, they they finally – I think they finally just started clicking. They finally started figuring it out. And really what it was was they just started taking more chances again. They started to take those opportunities. And there was a bunch of – there was, a, a, again, I mean, final score 7-3. So you think, oh, they scored seven goals. They still missed a lot of big opportunities as well. But they finally started taking chances. They started testing the keeper again. You know, it it's just one of those things where – when you're playing in those big games and you don't get that early goal, it can kind of start creeping in your head. It can kind of start maybe making you feel nervous. You're you're really pushing to get that goal. And then you change the way that you play. And they really just had to get back to their bread and butter. They had to get back to what's worked for them all year long. And they finally did.
1: William Carey in this game too, had a little bit of a different lineup out there on the field than maybe what we're used to. They start Zalma Torres for one, uh, was Arabs in the game at all today?
4: We did not see Julia make an appearance today. She was dressed out. She warmed up. Uh, I think she probably had ten or fifteen minutes in her today, uh, but she 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 did not make an appearance. Virginia Mesa uh, actually came in, and you know Virginia didn't get on the score sheet. No, no, Virginia she did score. I'm yeah. sorry, she got she the did. PK. Absolutely, gosh, she got the PK. Um, but then, you know, Virginia was that game changer that they needed because she's such a similar player to Julia, the way she plays with her hold-up mm-hmm. play. Um, so it was really good to have her have a good game today because, yeah, you could you could kind of tell, uh, again, Zalma is a great player and she's got a little bit different style. And I think against Tennessee Southern, that style that Julia and Virginia have really, really shines through today.
1: I really loved, you know, what we talked about about a week ago, and that was the Mary Angela Jimenez has to get more selfish. Uh, and take a couple shots. And she's the one that breaks the ice for William Carey on a great back foot touch from Christina Salmon. What did you see out there and how that really got the spark going?
4: Yeah, it was – you know, Mary Angela is one of the best players in the country, Uh, has been all year long. And so you knew that for Carey to get back into the game, it was going to have to come from a player like her. It was going to have to come from a player that can – change the game with, with one run, with one touch. And she does, uh, I mean, the goal that she scored, I almost came out of nowhere because, you know, Carrie had been forcing the issue, right. And they had been trying to get those kind of high, high percentage chances from a little bit closer up and Mary just hits one from, you know, right, right about 20 yards out and finishes it off perfectly um, again, yeah, just it, it's a big game and, and a, a big-time player that she was able to find the goal. So William Carey gets the
1: win 7-3. to Clayton, you stuck around in Foley for a while, and you're still down there for uh, the championship game tomorrow where you and Josh will cover it on supertalkhattiesburg.com. But in looking ahead, you got to watch the Cumberlands play in their match earlier today in their semifinal. 2 uh, nothing win over Spring Arbor, but you, you know, hesitantly like the matchup William Carey's got.
4: Yeah, I, Cumberland's a good team. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. This is not going to be uh, a walk in the park. It shouldn't be a walk in the park, right? And, uh, you know, Cumberland's played a similar style that UT Southern plays. They played a similar style uh, that Kaiser, that Xavier plays. Uh, they're going to be heavy possession-based. They're going to um, try to keep carry off the ball as often as they can. But they've got a really creative midfield, uh, they've got some players that can get forward quickly and uh, they're going to give Kerry a lot of problems, but I do like the matchup. I think spring Arbor is a team that was just going to get so stuck in defensively and they were just going to make it really tough uh, for Kerry to, to try and play through the middle of the field. Um, I, I like, I, I like our odds against Cumberland's because I think uh, you saw it today. You saw it against Kaiser. If there's a team that tries to play Kerry straight up, uh, there's just not many teams in the country that are going to be able to match the 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 skill that Jimenez, Azarias, Salman. I mean you can you can name, you know, half the players on the roster, right? Um so I definitely like our chances tomorrow. Um and I think you can tell from Danny, you can tell from the team, there's there's just a really good feeling around the team right now.
1: I know I've already mentioned her once, but do you feel like Erips was rested today in preparation for a possible national championship or do you think that she Certainly, obviously was ready?
4: Certainly could be uh, a little bit of rest. I think, you know, she got the start um, against Aquinas and played about 45 minutes in total. Um, and I think it's just a little bit of a nagging injury, but I, I do think some rest today is going to help for tomorrow. Um, getting that rest from, you know, they played Thursday and then the rescheduling that I know y'all have already talked about uh, where you know we see ourselves today and tomorrow, I think that rest is going to help you a lot. And I, I do think you'll see her at some point tomorrow. All right. Got about a minute and a half left here,
1: Clayton. Predictions ahead of what you'll see in the championship game tomorrow. Not necessarily just results, but who do you think shines?
4: Yeah, it's it's going to be a battle. Um, you know, I, I think a player like Azarias was a little bit more quiet than she would have wanted to be today, and I think she's going to have something to say about that tomorrow, Caleb. Um, she's going to be one of the difference makers for this team tomorrow. She's really been the player of the tournament for me up until this game, and again, that's not to say that she had a bad game today at all. She played fantastic, but didn't um, maybe necessarily get on the score sheet. So I think a player like Azarius is going to be key tomorrow. And then you've got to watch Jimenez again. I mean, she's just the best player in the country right now, and she's playing like it.
1: Clayton, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to be talking to you next time about a Crusader National Championship.
4: Absolutely. Looking forward to calling it uh, with Josh. And, uh, yeah, Uh Go Crusaders! This is uh, this is a big one tomorrow. We're really looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it as well.
1: Thanks, Clayton. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, See you guys. All right, that is Clayton Rush, color analyst for William Carey Women's Soccer. I also did Men's Soccer, but that's the team that's still playing their postseason right now. As yeah. uh, William Carey continues the march for a second national championship, would be their first one since 2018, at least in soccer. That is as Clayton Rush and Josh West will be on the call tune into them y'all tomorrow 12 o'clock noon on supertalkhattiesburg.com they'll have a pregame show as well so you can tune in a couple minutes before that i believe they'll do it at eleven forty-five. usually it's about 15 minutes before the top of the hour that they do that only online as we'll have network programming going on on supertalk mississippi but look forward to having you join us there online as william Carey again hunts for that national championship We've got Josh West coming up next with us on the phone as he's been calling William Carey versus Faulkner. He'll help recap that with us and also help break down some more in the basketball landscape of William Carey as we roll on with more Crusader Talk
2: next.
0: Everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and SuperTalkHattiesburg.com.
1: Back with you here on Crusader Talk. Caleb Hamill, Will Toney, Josh West about to join us on the phone line as we rotate around the sports and now talk a little basketball. We kind of went out of order with chronological events that have happened over the past week.
2: That's okay, though.
1: I almost forgot, man, that we had a basketball game last Tuesday. We'll have another one this Tuesday against Southern University. Uh, that'll be on supertalkhattiesburg.com. And then Thursday, Crusaders will face Southeastern Baptist College. That'll be both online and on 97.3. Look forward to having everyone join us for that. The big-time William, basketball, William Carey men's basketball team, who got a close win over Thomas University uh, last or a couple Saturdays ago, uh, won that one 79-77. I thought that was going to be the best you know, William Carey close finish I had seen this year. Yeah. And it was going to come to a screeching halt against Mobile. Um, that was not the case. Went to overtime with Mobile. And mm-hmm. now that may you know, shock you enough, but William Carey led by as many as, I believe, 13 points yeah. in the first half. And it got scared at the end because Mobile hit a buzzer beater three to go up at the half. Mobile only led for 21 seconds of that entire first half and go to the locker room with the lead. Uh, Kerry got another 11-point lead in the second half, and it came you know, crashing down where Mobile was able to tie it at the end of regulation and force overtime. Kerry found themselves down by a score of 79-80, to 80. and it could have been a lot worse. The 80th point came from one of the Mobile players that scored – uh, or shot a three-pointer and was fouled, mm-hmm. which it was, it was kind of a ticky-tack foul, but whatever. Uh, ball, don't lie, he only made one of three okay. to only go up by one. So it could have been a three-point game. So Kerry, again, down 80-79 to 79 with about 29 or so seconds left. Um, and here's what it sounded like. Laws gets it into Brumfield in backcourt. Mobile releases and goes back to work on defense, staying in the man-to-man they've been in. 20 seconds left, Rumfield comes left with the ball. Back to Gross, top of the yard. Dribbles a couple times, hands off to Campbell, coming to the left, down to the foul line, stops. Elevates from 10 feet out, off the rim, rattles in with 10 seconds left. 81 to 80 Crusaders, Mobile can play for last shot, however. Six seconds, five, Williams to Moy, fakes a three, takes a step inside the arc. fires the two, rattles, wouldn't stay, rebound far for it. we're going. Home with a victory. William Carey wins it 81-80 over the Mobile Rams and hand them just their second loss here in 2023. The Crusaders come at the far gym and win it 81-80 over the Mobile Rams. How about those Crusaders? How about those Crusaders indeed? This
2: is a Mobile team that beat South Alabama and Spring College to NCAA teams. It's always good to beat Mobile. It's even better when it's on the road.
1: And it's even better when Mobile was (laughs) the favored team. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then they also get a win over Dalton State. Uh, William Carey does a close Mm -hmm. one there, too. 86-83, to the Crusaders were able to make their free throws to help them in the final moments of that game. But we welcome in Josh West. You've been covering some basketball tonight as you had to travel out there to Montgomery. Been a busy week uh, this past week for all of us, and you just picked right back up where you left off with the game here tonight.
5: That's right. Picked right back up and uh you know, came over to play a Faulkner team who had played, you know, multiple ranked teams, had lost to uh fourteenth ranked Loyola by four, had lost to twenty third ranked Russ by five, had also lost another game by five points to a team that was receiving votes. So you looked at their four and eight record and you're like, wait a minute, this is a Faulkner team that's far better than their record would indicate. And um, they come out, Faulkner came out and got out to a 6 nothing run. Michaela Randall missed three shots early, and then all of a sudden you're down six, you burn a timeout, and then you start working your way back into it. You take a lead by one, and then just couldn't really sustain that momentum. And then you come out of the locker room, trailed at halftime, and then come out and get down by as many as 13 in the third, And then you start getting things going. Now let me backtrack a little bit and say that Chenille Corpus picked up a couple of fouls in the first maybe 90 seconds of the first half. Yeah, it didn't take long Uh, at all for her to get those two. Right, rally was off. Rally hit a shot in the last minute. That was inconsequential. Uh, second leading score at 15 a game finishes with two points. Colton Blakeney was back, but she was you know still a little bit out of rhythm, and um, and so you're down to 50 to 48 late third quarter, and you give up a bucket that you probably shouldn't have given up. You want to play for the last shot and then you give up a late three right before the end of the quarter, and all of a sudden you're down seven going to the fourth. And just, you know, you look up again, and you're down double figures and just never could get any rhythm going. Faulkner makes ten threes. Kerry makes two threes. So three made threes over two games. If you would have told you or I that at the beginning of the season that Kerry was going to struggle that much shooting the basketball, we'd have told you you were crazy. But that's the situation we're sitting at right now. Kerry goes on the road a week from tonight to play Spring Hill, which is going to be playing up division for Kerry, and uh, riding a two-game losing streak and really struggling scoring the basketball right now, just playing a little bit out of rhythm, playing a little bit in a hurry, and just in a little bit of a funk. And, he, and after a 6-0 and start, so a little shocking, a little shocking, but I think they'll shake out of it.
1: Yeah, and Josh, looking at both of these two matchups, it comes after Lauren Rowley suffered a little bit of a fall in the game before all these, and it feels like she really hasn't regained her composure since. You know, you said only two points tonight. The stat sheet I think accidentally may have given them to Cooley or somebody else instead, but you know, with that, you know, Rowley has really just had a tough time scoring, and it feels like whenever she doesn't score, the Crusaders suffer.
5: Oh, you're exactly right, and you know early on in the ball game, Randall was you know getting open looks, but Randall's been a player that has struggled to score. They know that Randall Michaela wants to get other players involved, so they were leaving her open and If a couple of those shots go down, they were good looks. We know she can shoot the basketball. She just hasn't been a score this year, so Faulkner's very well coached. Coach Sutton does a really good job uh they were they were doubling Corpus in the post, they went right at Corpus early and got her in foul trouble. They had a great game plan. Um, and Kerry just got sped up, got chasing uh, Faulkner, and got playing in a hurry. And like I said, let me reiterate that. We talked about it in the post game with Coach English. You want to play fast, but you don't want to play in a hurry. And so they got playing in a hurry and just never were able to get over the hump after, you know, got a one-point lead um, in the second quarter, but then never, or I should say late first quarter, but then never were able to regain that kind of momentum
1: with Josh West, he just got done covering William Carey versus Faulkner tonight over in Montgomery. Uh, Josh, one of the headlines that you have from this game, even though it's a William Carey loss, is that Colton Blakeney's back.
5: Oh, that's the headline. She's back. She looked really good. She played almost 27 minutes out of necessity. Um, she was not quite herself, but the foot's fine. Um, I think their endurance is fine. I think her timing's off. I think her rhythm is off. Uh, and I, I talked with Coach English about this off the year. My personal opinion is that this is a team that's a little frustrated right now, a little angry right now. Um, like you said, Rowley gets nicked up. Excuse me, Rowley gets nicked up. My, my bad there. I always want to do that. Rally gets nicked up. Um, Corpus had foul trouble. Colton was injured for weeks. This is a team that's just a little out of sorts. Sometimes it's a Christmas break where you can just get away from basketball for a couple of days, get away from the grind for a couple of days, um, is good for everybody too. So a couple of things. This team is going to benefit from getting up more shots over the break uh, and continue to to find their offensive flow again. And this team just needs a couple of days off. And I think that that's going to be some, as they say, chicken soup for the soul. I think that's going to be really good for this team. And so I expect this team, all the expectations we have for this team, I think they're going to meet and exceed those expectations. They're just in a little bit of a funk and better early than late.
1: So, Josh, just kind of looking ahead, we'll see that William Carey's women's team you mentioned will play Spring Hill College in Mobile, and then they'll face Loyola in New Orleans next Saturday. And from then, that's the last game in December for William Carey. And like you said, It'll be a good opportunity for the Crusaders to try to regroup, have a little rest over Christmas break, and move ahead with the action. Uh, kind of back, looking at the men's team as we kind of glossed over it here to start the segment, but you and I got on the phone as I was heading back home from the Mobile game, and I was saying it feels like a and gross is really starting to come alive, which has helped William Carey's cause. And right now for the Crusaders, they're – they're in a lot of close games, but they're winning close games. And that's what you like to see early on in the season.
5: Well, this is a team that's learning how to win right. And so a lot of times when you're learning how to win, you know, you're you're you know, you go to maybe you get blown out early and then you lose close and then you start winning close and then you start winning big. This team is winning those games. And so they're picking up some wins that nobody thought they'd pick up. So this is a really, really good sign. And I know that Uh, Coach Knight did not want to get ahead of himself, but he's really excited. The guys are really excited. Uh, Confidence is something that's contagious. And uh, winning is something that you learn and that starts setting in and then it becomes an expectation. And, you know, this is a team that is ahead of schedule, and that's good because, um, you know, this is a team that can do some – do some things, but they're definitely ahead of schedule and they're a team that needs to be supported. Uh, we need to pack out Clinton Gymnasium. The, no team should be able to come in and get an easy win in that gym.
1: And a team that's coming in that proved to be a, a close opponent for William Carey to start the year, Southern University of New Orleans, comes in tomorrow afternoon. Uh, maybe a, kind of a impromptu party for a national championship, too, inside Clinton Gym. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But... Uh, You know, let's kind of ask about that after we mention, you know, again, William Carey will take on Southern University of New Orleans tomorrow. And you can come out there, support the Crusaders. The game time will be at 7 o'clock. Just a men's game for that one. And it will be the same story on Thursday night as William Carey takes on Southeastern Baptist. But, Josh, the big thing on William Carey's schedule right now is tomorrow at noon. You'll be with Clayton and covering the William Carey Women's Soccer National Championship game. It's pretty exciting. Have you ever gotten to call a national championship before?
5: No, this will be a first. Um, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be an emotional day. It's going to be an emotional buildup. Uh, there's going to be a lot of energy in the stadium. I had a chance to visit with Ben and reminisce about, you know, he was giving me some of his thoughts about getting to call a national championship and what that meant for him. And still he puts that as one of, if not the top, games he's ever done. Um and, and there's nothing like it. And so, Kerry's got a real shot to close this thing out. And I, I just – I've felt this for weeks. We've talked about it. I think they get it done.
1: You go from calling three state championship games over the weekend to getting a call in a national championship on Tuesday. Josh, looking forward to hearing your call with Clayton tomorrow. Hope you help Will the Crusaders on to victory. We're talking about a national championship next
5: podcast. That would be incredible. Thanks so much, Caleb. Thanks, Will.
2: Yeah, man.
1: That's Josh West on the next side, or excuse me, on the next segment. We'll dot the I and cross the T with you as we wrap things up on another edition of Crusader Talk. Stay with us.
0: From the coaches to the student-athletes and the fans that cheer them on. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and SupertalkHattiesburg.com. Final segment
1: with you here on Crusader Talk is talk a little bit of women's soccer, a little men's basketball, women's basketball, all things happening right now in the athletics landscape of William Carey. So we'll have both... A Women's Soccer National Championship game tomorrow at 12, which can be listened to on com, And also at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, William Carey's men's team taking on Suno for a second game here in 2023. As Crusaders won that one earlier in the year for the first game of the season, winning 85-76, to 76. and it should be a good one. I mean, both teams have learned a lot. After that first game of the year, mm-hmm. different guys have come alive. I mentioned, in Kerry and Gross came alive uh, as of the Thomas game a couple weeks ago. He finished with double figures against Dalton State as well. And you know, with him working down low, William Carey has a really good chance, especially when he gets rebounds. Uh, he's a great center at six foot eight, transferred from Mississippi College, and he's been lights out. But I've been really impressed with the junior college transfer guys. You know, people like Ashton Campbell who plays off the bench, came in from Jones. You have guys like Dylan Brumfield from PRCC Mm -hmm. that have really made a huge difference. And then a guy like Earl Smith, that's a veteran, uh, finished the Dalton State game with uh, double figures, just like in Karrion Gross did. But Earl played 43 minutes against Mobile. Mm -hmm. And boy, did he play his guts out. Finished with 18 points against the Rams and helping William Carey win 81-80. to It was Ashton Campbell. A guy from Jones that was able to get the game winner in putting the Crusaders up 81-80. to And he actually was the one battling on the defensive end for that rebound at the very end of the game uh, to prevent Mobile from getting a second shot off after Moy missed the two-point bucket on the baseline. And so give full credit to William Carey for the position they put themselves in. And it's taken not just a couple star players, but it's really been a team effort.
2: And we were talking about this off-air before the before we started the show. You know, last year that wouldn't have been the case. No, it wouldn't have been. The, this team really
1: struggled in the close games. Even yeah. dating back to 2020 when I got to cover them my first go-around. Yeah, They were always a team that would you know, get your – Get your following, kind of you know, build you up, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the game would get close, or they'd have to make a last second shot, and it just wouldn't go. And they would not; they they would be all out of sorts, out of sync. And now you look at this team, and they've got three close wins in a row. Yeah, and you learn a lot from those games, not just in about you know, your
2: competitiveness, your t- all you. But you learn you learn about yourself and, and and your teammates as well.
1: Yeah, and it's. It's hard to put in words, but getting guys the experience of playing a tight game late helps in the late games of the season. Conference tournament, postseason tournament, games at the end of the regular season that are very important in how you get seated in your conference tournament. It, It takes experiencing that for guys to really know how to play in the moment. And you thought Mobile may have been prepared because this was the Crusaders' first overtime game of the year. Mobile's already played in two overtime games this year. Right. Uh, And they had just gotten a close win over Faulkner, and so you thought maybe this is an advantage for Mobile going into it. Because Kerry was in pretty much firm control for most of that game, except for when they lost their lead. And then we go down by as many as three, maybe five. I think five was the largest lead Mobile ever had. But the Crusaders would never go away, but neither would Mobile. And you have to tip your cap to the effort they had out there, uh, both William Carey and Mobile. Uh, one thing that was slightly in William Carey's favor that was out of their control was that Pooh Fraser, one of the Mobile talents, uh, was unavailable. Had an injury to his hand in the game against Faulkner. So one of their top scorers, not the top score, but top five uh, was unavailable. -hmm. So they had to regroup, kind of change up who their starting five were. But the Crusaders get that win. They get another close win over Dalton State. And now have a little break before their next conference game, as it'll be, again, William Carey facing off against Suno. And then they'll battle Southeastern Baptist on Thursday.
2: I think I'm going to come down for the Suno game. I may, I may come sit with you.
1: Yeah, come over there, courtside. You can be right behind me. Yeah. Uh, So it'll be those two. Then a couple conference games to close out December as William Carey will face Faulkner University on Tuesday night. They split up the men's and women's games against Faulkner. Yeah. Uh, And I think it honestly is because William Carey's women's team lost the – ability to play Southeastern Baptist because they're not fielding a team this year. So they wanted to go ahead and get one in for this week instead of being off for over a week. And so the William Carey men's team, meanwhile, will play their solo game against Faulkner and Montgomery on Tuesday, December 12th at 7. And then we'll wrap up the 2023 half of the season on December 16th, where they'll travel to New Orleans to face Loyola University. Crusader of the week this week, boy, this is tough. This is really tough. Because Part of you wants to give it to a women's soccer player for getting them to the national championship I think
2: that would be appropriate, but at the same time, you look at how the men have fared in basketball, and I think think you could legitimately give it to a basketball player.
1: You really could, and I have to give hats off to the game winner in Ashton Campbell for William Carey. Not only does he get a quality – Bucket in crunch time for William Carey. He also does a good job against Dalton State uh, on Saturday's game, finishing in double figures. Getting, let's see, how many points was it? 14 points. He finishes the second leading scorer for William Carey. Earl Smith, great scorer too. He's going to get a Crusader of the Week honor at some point this season. But until then, we've got a lot to talk about before we meet again. So next time, we may be talking about a national championship or more Crusader basketball. But until then, good night, God bless, and go Satyrs.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.